Okay, I believe I'm live here. I'm new to using um, Podbean here, so bear with me. I'm trying to figure things out. I try to do it on my uh, laptop, and it's not, it's lagging. It's, it still hasn't, hasn't pulled up yet, so I've gone to my phone to do it, and I'll have to figure out later. I had a couple of things I want to get to here tonight. Um, home after church and I've, uh, taken a break from doing the floor to get a podcast done. And there's, uh, what I want to address in this podcast is the human trafficking, child sex trafficking, and a little bit of statistics about it. I'm not going to go into very much detail, but... I want to go over some statistics that I have and, and make an awareness of the fact that it's going on and it's going on in our state and our country. We have a highway of human trafficking all the way through our nation and to fix the problem, we can't ignore it. We have to address it and expose it. We're supposed to, as Christians, expose wickedness and shed light on it. So that's what I hope to do here tonight. And I want to share my own personal story with child sex trafficking. But first, let's uh, go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you for today. Thank you for your many blessings. Thank you for what you've done for us, what you've given us. Thank you for your many blessings. I thank you for the privilege to be able to uh, go to your house and meet in your house with other brothers and sisters in Christ and to be able to worship you and to with praise songs, with prayer, with your word and study your word. We're thankful for those that have uh, take out of their time and meet us at your house. We pray that we would be faithful to you. You know, you've told us not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, especially as we see that day approaching. So we need to be faithful more and more every single day to you, to love you and serve you and share you with others around us. Help us to be faithful with that. Help us to share your word with the lost and the dying and those that need you. We all need you. I pray that we would share it, share your, the, the salvation that you provide, the free gift that you've given to all of us. Pray to bless this podcast. Help us to uh, be honoring and pleasing to you. Uh, we give you the glory and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, I'm going to go ahead and get into it. Um, we're going to talk about the human trafficking, uh, child sex trafficking. Uh, I'm just going to, there's one, now there's things going on that are happening, things that are happening to address this. And on the 18th, which is not five days ago, there were 300 arrests made, 300 arrests made pertaining to human trafficking. We have a huge problem with this, and this is one of the main problems in the U.S. that we need to deal with, but we aren't dealing with it on a big scale that I'm aware of. We need to have more efforts in this area. There are distractions, namely 
oh look, Ukraine. And we haven't heard anything more about the convoys. We haven't heard anything else about Canada. And we haven't heard anything else about our border that's wide open in the south. But the convoy's still driving. Canada's still um, working on kicking the tyrants out. And the southern border is still wide open with millions of foreigners coming across unvetted. So it's a huge problem. We have cartels. The mainstream and the corrupt government wants us to look across the ocean 5,000 miles away at a war that we can't really do anything about while there's a war at our border. We have uh, cartels. They're in full-blown war right now, shooting at each other, attacking each other, and it's just going on. And they're trafficking children, and they're making money with drugs and people. Humans are brought so low on our soil to the point that they're used as a uh, currency. And our government is part of it. Then the, the pedophiles in the corrupt government are, you know, are complicit in this. And you don't hear anything about it. And like I said, in a minute, I'm gonna tell you about my personal story with child sex trafficking. It is real and it's happening. And the it's a it's a I mean when when you devalue a, someone's life to the point that you just um, transfer them like a dollar bill, there's a problem. There's wickedness has settled in. And this country has a lot of it going on, but it's like swept under the rug. It's ignored. And our people brush it off. Well, somebody else will handle it. Uh, it'll work itself out. But these are things that, that don't get worked out unless you address them. And so I want to give a warning here that straight from the words of Jesus. And he he kind of hits the nail on the head, of course. I mean, he's Jesus, the son of God. Uh, he created us. He's our creator. He's my savior because I trust him with my life. I've asked him to forgive me of my sins and to come into my heart and cleanse me. And he's promised to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I'm no longer a sinner headed to hell, but I am a child of God headed to heaven. So I'm going to do my part as he has called me to do and to share the gospel. That's what I will do, Lord willing until my last breath on this earth. So Matthew chapter 18 and verse number six. If you remember, Jesus was speaking to multitudes of people and he was teaching them the word of God in a new perspective. They were in the wilderness and they had a lot of people around. There were uh, children that were wanting to come to him and be close to him. They, they liked Jesus. They had this attraction to him. He was nice. He was kind, loving. He cared about them. Well, the disciples at first kind of uh, shooed the children away. Wait, don't get near them. Don't get on them. Don't crowd them. But Jesus said, well, let them come to me. Uh, so he get, continued with a story here on, on the importance of taking care of his children and taking care of children, helpless people, those that need help. They can't fend for themselves. They're not big enough to work. 
They're not old enough to provide for themselves, so they need their parents to uh, provide for them. You know, James, James says in the epistle of James, he says, Pure religion and undefiled before God is this, to help the widows and the fatherless in their time of need. That is our religion. Our relationship is with Jesus Christ, and our religion should be helping those in need. So Jesus says in uh, Matthew 18, verse 6, he says, But whoso shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, it were better for them that a millstone were hanged about his neck that, and that he would drown in the depth of the sea. Now, hearing that, you think, well, that's kind of harsh to drown somebody. But it is Jesus' words. He said this is how they should be dealt with. And you're talking about someone that has violated a child. They have molested a child. They have mistreated a child, an innocent child. And they are taking advantage of them in whatever way. Jesus addresses this problem, and this is what we're getting with homosexuality. We're getting the LGBTQ plus P. That P is pedophiles. It's corrupt. It's wicked. And Jesus addresses that, that physically the, the action should be that they're made so that they never violate the child again you hang a millstone around their neck and throw them into the depth of the sea that's jesus words point is that you will be held accountable for molesting children violating children taking the innocence of a child and yet our government is complicit in this very act wicked act they are complicit. They're using the cartels. They're selling children. They're using children as currency. And these people, uh, military-aged men, coming over across the border, we don't know who they are. We don't know if they're um, they're coming over illegally in the first place. So they're, that's a criminal act to begin with. But we don't know if they have a rap sheet a mile long or what. But they're taking children, and they are using them and saying, hey, this is my daughter, this is my son, this is my family. This guy, the child said, this is my uncle, this is my dad, or whatever. And because they have a child, they let him over the border. But then as soon as they get across the border, they use the child and throw them back across the border, and then someone else uses the same child again for the same thing. And they keep reusing the child as if it's a, it's a piece of money. And they're taking advantage of them, and they're and they are they're raping the children, molesting the children, in the process. Now we're just letting it happen. So I'm calling it out, and hoping that to make more people aware of it. And hopefully you'll share this with other people so that they will become aware if they haven't already. We have. Um, I want to read some statistics. Now, this is the latest that I got off the National Human Trafficking Hotline, uh, their website. Uh, the This is ranking by the total number of calls 
that they've had from being trafficked or I think attempted to be trafficked or whatever the case, the calls that they've gotten in. Uh, Houston, Texas is the highest at this time, this date. Now, this is the latest I could get, but it's December 7th, 2007 to December 31st, 2016. So I know that numbers are higher, tremendously higher, but this is the latest I got, I have so far. So Houston, Texas was the highest at total number of calls, 3,634. Second was New York, New York, 3,074. Los Angeles, California, 2,803. Um, Washington, D.C. at 2,730. Washington, D.C., where all of our politicians are, it ranks in the top four of cities, the highest in trafficking. Uh, fifth is uh, Chicago, Illinois, 2,098. Number six is Las Vegas, Nevada, 1,498. And then seventh is Atlanta, Georgia, 1,497. Now, I'm only um, maybe 200 miles from uh, Atlanta, Georgia. We have an interstate from there to here running through. Uh, Charlotte, North Carolina is on the list at number 23 with 655 calls. And so this is just trying to get you an idea of how many people are being trafficked. Now this, like I said, this is an old number. It's a lot higher than this presently. Uh, so that's the stats that they had on their website and they have a hotline showing you how, what to do in the case that you're being trafficked. Um, course you want to get attention from anyone around you get someone to help you out if there's anyone nearby um, and you can go to the website it's um, to report suspected human trafficking you can call the number at 1-866-347-2423 or go to www.ice.gov forward slash tips and you can get help from the National Human Trafficking Hotline by calling 1-888-373-7888 or texting HELP, H-E-L-P or INFO, I-N-F-O to 233 233-733. So if you see anything suspicious activity related to this, make it known, make a report, call the police. Don't let it go by. All right. So I want to, uh, I don't want to make the podcast too long. So I'm going to go into the story, my own story, personal story related to this. So, um, my wife and I, we have five children. The oldest being nine. The youngest are a year and a half. Uh, we have been in this, our home where we're at now for three years now. And the first year 
going into the second year, you know, getting moved in, getting settled in, um, getting used to the place. It's a good place. We're still kind of out in the, out, we're out in the country. Nice place to be. But, and I was aware of this already. Keep my head on a swivel looking for suspicious people around me, especially having children. I want to protect them and keep them safe. And of course, things like this happen when I'm at work. So anyway, I was at work and my wife called me to tell me what had happened. The neighbors, and thank the Lord for, uh, I guess you call them nosy neighbors. Um, they're looking at, looking at your yard, looking at your place, looking at, you know, they're suspicious of people too. So that's a good thing. So they're looking out for their place and looking out for your place as well. So it just so happened that my wife had seen a van is a, I don't know, late nineties model Econoline F-150. Um, more of the Econoline 100s, I don't remember. Anyway, an old Ford van. And it would park. And it wouldn't park at the edge of our yard just because of the way the, the, the layout of the road is. They parked at our neighbor's yard, the very corner of it, in the distance. Kind of out of the way, if you're looking at my yard. And you can see, they could see from where they were sitting and there's no reason at all to be sitting there there weren't wasn't a house being worked on there there wasn't a parking place they were parked in the ditch in the neighbor's yard and they parked there just so they could get just past the trees there to have a view into our yard so our kids are playing out in the yard as kids do they like to play in the yard so my wife noticed this van sitting over there watching the house he sat there several minutes. I don't know exactly how long he had sat there, but it sat there and left. Well, this happened three times total that this van sat there watching our yard. And I believe it was the third time that our neighbor caught on to it and took a picture and was able to get a picture of the van and a partial plate. And so we, I called the police, told them what was going on. We had a heightened patrol here in the area so they can keep an eye out for them and keep alert, have them on alert for it. And again, our sheriff, if you go back in the podcast and read my podcast about uh, Sheriff Chuck Wright, he's a Christian man. He's godly. Um, he does very good um a very good job as a sheriff and we um we keep voting him in because he does a good job an outstanding job so we let the, the sheriff's department know what was going on and when our neighbor had taken the picture they realized they had been caught and they sped away and luckily that was as far as it got they didn't snatch any of the kids but that was what they were doing. They were watching our yard playing. So since then, understanding how hot it was here for the trafficking, we've we've kept an even closer eye on them. We've made them pretty much, unless 
you know, we were, my wife, I believe, is out there with them anyway, but we've made sure that they are not outside in the front yard anywhere near the road where anyone can, because a lot of times they will have a driver and they'll have two guys or so in the back of the van and they'll pull up and sometimes they'll drive through the yard and the guys in the back of the van will jump out, grab the kids as the van's still moving and then run back in the van and speed off before you have any time to get out or get get to to intervene and they'll speed off and they do this they go around through neighborhoods looking for kids that are off just enough from their house where they can snatch them and this ha there's hundreds of thousands of kids that go missing this way in the US and you never hear about it because they keep it hush hush so I'm just I'm warning you that this happens. Also, we had neighbors a few houses down that had kids. And I noticed the kids were out playing in the yard and their house is like, my house is off the road, but their house is like right on the yard. Like you step almost step out of their porch and you step onto the road. So I noticed that their kids were um, out there playing in the yard. So I went to tell them what had happened and then to uh, warn them to keep an eye out. And they told me a similar story with a different van. Um, they had done the same thing. The kids were out in the yard playing, and it slowed down in, and, and pulled over into the ditch in the, their yard directly in front of the house with the kids there. But the, 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 the lady had stepped out of the door as she was stepping out onto the porch front porch they took off it's like just in time she stepped out and prevented them from a, a possible kidnapping and so they uh, thanked me for telling them and i thank them for telling me that and so we've been watching each other's houses keeping a close eye that's why community is important and so thank the Lord that's all that happened, but we've been watching and it, it, you understand that there's wicked people around us constantly. We, li we live in a sin cursed world. The devil would just love nothing more than just to destroy your family and to destroy the innocence of a child. I'm going to go back to Matthew 18 is that the, the just uh, a correction of that would be take the person that violates children, tie a millstone about their neck, and throw them into the sea. Now, I thought about that. That justice takes place if they violate, molested a child, and they've committed that crime of molestation, justice would be, according to how Jesus said in that verse, Matthew 18, 6. But I also, at this point, as I was thinking about what Jesus said, his life is being taken. He's being punished. He's being held accountable for his criminality. This justice is being made. But there's also mercy in that by if you throw him in the ocean, he has time, hopefully, to repent and ask for forgiveness before he drowns but that seems harsh 
but it's it's hard, more harsh. It's wicked what these people are doing to these children, what these pedophiles are doing to these children. It's wicked. It's unthinkable. We're, we're the, as God's word tells us, that's shameful to even speak about what there's what they do. We're not supposed to allow these things to happen, and yet we're allowing it to happen. So don't allow it to happen. Do something about it. Speak up. Uh, I think I see Tulian on there, if I said your name right. It's good to see everyone here tonight that's joined me tonight. Uh, so I told you about my personal story with my family about the, the child sex trafficking and that close call that we had. Now, I want to tell you about another. Um, my wife has had multiple instances like this. Um, well, we don't know if they're illegal immigrants or not, but we know they're not American. And my wife has been stalked in different stores where they've kind of tried to corner her or tried to corner the kids while in the store. And there's a couple ways that they try to get you as you uh, leave the store to and head to your vehicle. There's some distract, some uh, decoys that they'll put out and try to, uh, to distract you from them so that they can drive by with these vans or whatever they have and snatch you up, your child or snatch you up. So one way that we found, and this happened to uh, uh, my sister-in-law uh, last week, they, something will be put up on your windshield wipers or up on your hood to get you to uh, turn your back on your car doors, turn your back on that person, and to reach over and put yourself in a bad position to defend yourself. So what happened to her was that a rock was put on the wiper blades, uh, on a wiper blade on the top of the car. And in that, when you do that, if depending on when you noticed it, maybe you had your door open and you saw it, so you reached over the door and grabbed the rock, you would be in a very indisposed at that time, and you couldn't defend yourself. Uh, and if you, while you're reaching over that, they could grab your child that you had in the back seat of your car. Maybe you didn't buckle them in yet when you reached to get that off the windshield. So you have to be careful. Watch out for this because this is real. This is no conspiracy theories, and I try to stay away from conspiracy theories and only uh, speak the truth. And this is definitely happening. Another way is that they will tie zip ties onto your mirror. Something that you got to work at a little bit and it kind of gets your attention off your surroundings. It's a distraction. So the best thing to do is if you see something like that, a rock on your uh, wiper blade, something in your wiper blade or something on your mirror, just don't, don't even, your, your reflex is get it off. Don't touch it. Get in the car as quick as you can. Lock the doors. Uh, and call the police if the, if you if you notice someone's still there watching you. And it's hard to tell in a in a parking lot 
you know, surrounded with vehicles and surrounded with people you don't know. Just as soon as you can, you get your children, get yourself in the car to where they can't grab you. But this is this is what's happening. And uh, so I just wanted to warn you, give you my experience, um, give you some tips on it, how to handle yourself. As, and I don't want to go too much detail with it tonight, but it's happening. And the, 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 it's, that's the same thing happening with Ukraine and Russia. The Ukrainian people, I love them. The Russian people, I love them. They're in danger. We want to pray for them. Uh, but we are in a war here. As I mentioned earlier, just a minute ago, was that we have a war at our own border. I could be down at my border, I could drop what, take me 12 hours, I think, to get to the the southern border, a El Paso, I think, I actually haven't mapped it out, but it would take me a day or so to get down there. And I could be there where there's a gunfire, where there's a, uh, cartels firing back and forth at each other. And this is happening, there was a big, um, ordeal like this week or maybe maybe it's been a, it was the later in the last week where there was a lot of shooting a lot of attacks going on um, you've got that the cartels fighting amongst themselves trafficking children trafficking drugs and our border patrols outnumbered that they're the government is handicapping them where they're, they're not able to do it um so we're gonna have to do something about it and but the, the the it's not on the news the mainstream media doesn't report anything about it the one good guy on the 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 border that i've been following is oscar l blue and he's been in tijuana and i'd listened to a report that he gave and this was last year 6,000 Russians had come through the border just in that one spot in Tijuana. That's over there near Baja, California. And 6,000 Russians had come through. That was in 2020, I think, late 2020. Um, since then, we've had over 2 million people come through the borders. And we've had the uh, – right now, there are – Ukrainian refugees and Russian refugees trying to get into the border, which are not vetted. Uh, I think Oscar, he reported a couple of days ago that um, he was there. I can't remember if it was him or not. He and he or another reporter with Ben Burkwam, there was they were there recording the fact that there was 60 military aged men at the border waiting to get in, just sitting there waiting. They've been sitting there hours, been there since like 4, 4 a.m. in the morning, waiting to cross the border. They took the women and the children in already and let them sit there. There was, they sat there for like, the reporters sat there for an hour, two hours or so before there was a single border patrol agent there. Just think about all of the, criminal activity that would be going on no border patrol with 60 illegal immigrants there you, unvetted you don't know what's the rap sheet what are they prone to do 
You don't know. So they were sitting there reporting this. Border Patrol shows up. They put the reporters in the car. They arrested them and put them in the car and did nothing with the 60 men sitting there at the border. And they arrested them because they were reporting it. This is how backwards a government is. So there's more people. If you want to help your fellow Americans, you need to speak up about it. Share this podcast if you would. Uh, if I maybe didn't explain something enough for you and you'd like to know, just message me. Email me. You can email me at joshuaministry741 at gmail.com. Message me through the podcast uh, if you would like. Um, just let me know. And if there's anything else that you want me to address or would like to address more clearly, let me know. Um, but as Christians, we need to know we're not supposed to just stand back and let wicked people do wicked things. Especially in this country that was inspired by God, our Constitution, Bill of Rights, the Declaration of Independence. You can tell what we were inspired into being because of God. He willed it that the United States of America exists. And through us, we are the light to the world. But our light is growing dim. But it's on our backs, our lack of action that our country is grow the light is growing dim of the of the US of A. But we can change that if we'll step up and uh be the light that God called us to be individually, personally, in your community, in your town, in your church. We're supposed to resist the devil, trust God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Well that part of resisting, that's our part of doing what's right. No stealing, no lying, no committing adultery, no fornication, no coveting, no graven images, but worshiping God. Love God with all of your heart, all your mind, and all of your soul. And we do that. We push away the wickedness. We push away the evil. So I hope you like this rant. I think that's what I'm going to call the live Feed from now on is uh, Preacher Josh Rants. That's what I called this one. I might keep that. If you like the name, let me know uh, if you would. Um, but that's about all I have for tonight's podcast. I have more. Um, I'll, I'm, the next podcast will be on the vaccines that they're trying to push on the 5 to 11-year-olds. Uh, they're still trying to push the vaccines on children, and they're very dangerous. The vaccines are killing people, and they've killed millions already. Uh, the COVID-19 was to scare you into taking their vaccine, which is the uh, bioweapon, which is they're using for mass genocide. This is uh, not conspiracy, but they're carrying it out right now. So I'll go into more detail in the next podcast about that, Lord willing. Um, so thanks for listening. You have a blessed day. And I'm going to end the podcast. <laughs>